Welcome to Stock Odds. This is Odds and Ends with Rob Friesen and Dave Singh. Good evening, Rob. How are you? Yeah, great. Good, uh, good to getting together with you again. Another week has gone by, and uh, here we are preparing for Monday trading. Yeah, we little difference. This Monday will be a little bit more volume than the previous Monday, I think, just because of the you know the holidays that were going on for yeah. some participants. But um, anyway, it'll be. Uh, a full week here, uh, you know, kind of one of those in-between type weeks where we still got a couple more days of mid-month seasonality possible, which started on Wednesday, could last until Tuesday. So we'll have to consider that. Um, and then it's quite a few days before we get into the last five days of the month, which this particular month, those last five days fall within the same week. It's not split by a weekend. Okay. Mm -hmm. Good. Yeah, we just came off a big couple of days at the end of the week there. Thursday and Friday were up kind of big. And right now the futures are kind of down slightly, but oil is still strong. And uh, markets well, look like they're breaking up to the upside. But we are let's, let's run through that for a second. Let's run through that. Okay. So let's starting with, you know, kind of the granddaddy, uh, the, the Dow. Everybody tends to look at the Dow. So when you when you look at that, it it lifted off above its 20-day high. So it actually kind of broke into a bit of an air pocket and it has it has tagged that upper Bollinger Band. It's penetrated into it, um, but it's kind of in this blue sky and almost seems like it wants to go back to, you know, the August highs, if not, yeah, well, actually the August highs were the highest, higher highest of the summer. So, So that number there would be, 356.60 for the diamonds, $356.60 would be the high. And we're currently at 352.85. So we've got uh, some room to move. It could it could do it in a day or it could do it over a couple of days, okay? Uh, that's the diamonds. Looking at the next is the SPY, S&P 500. That just barely cleared its uh, 20 day there. Um, and so it doesn't look quite as 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 robust, but that also means that it may have a little bit more, you know, drawing people in just because it didn't get ahead of itself too much. But it's also into the top Bollinger Band and the high from uh, September. So whereas the diamonds hit the high in August, uh, we hit September second. We hit the high on the spy four fifty four oh five. And it's currently trading at 446.66. So uh, some some room to move and a little bit more room than than the uh, diamonds do to hit the high. Um, next is the Qs. The Qs were interesting because we saw that big, you know, kind of tech uh, savage uh, routing there at uh, September through October. Um, and they were a little bit reluctant to spring back into action. But the last two days they did. And uh, our high was set September the 7th. Mm -hmm. So that's interesting, right? So not everything moves exactly at the same time. So it hit September 7th was the high for the Qs. And then it's been pretty much down since then all the way to uh, where we found ourselves uh, on Wednesday of last week. And then we popped up Thursday, Friday. Um, so that high number on the Qs was 382.78, and it's currently 
at 368.94. So it has the most room to move, um, you know, of those three sort of stronger uh, horses. Now let's look at IWM. IWM was really interesting because it popped up a lot at the open on Friday. But it pulled all the way back. It just kept going down all day from that point. And so it was quite severe of uh, a, a reversal on it. It had penetrated right into that upper Bollinger Band. Also, at the open, had broken the 20-day high. But then it pulled it all the way back to close underneath it, whereas the other ones closed above it. Um, it its high was set way back in uh, March. <laughs> mm -hmm. So... So it's been a different animal altogether. So I, if I, when I look at these right now, I would say that the the Russell just looks the worst for Monday of the of the four. Your thoughts? Well, well, it's good that you said that. So I was looking at the seasonality almanac for the last five days of the month because many times you said some of the action is like even a couple of days before that. So come Thursday, Friday of this week we're kind of positioning for what's going to happen the next week. And you said we have five days. The last five days are all within one week. Right. So I pulled up the almanac and I wanted to see what are the strongest sectors or market caps. And in line with what you just said, small caps are expected to be uh, underperformer relative to the spider on those last five days and also XLP. And the sectors that are likely to outperform are technology, QQQ, XLK, SMH, Okay. Um, these are expected to be an outperformer for those final five days of the month. Right. So it's kind of an undercurrent of um, tech, big cap technology risk on and s not small caps uh, and not even healthcare. Healthcare is expected to underperform as well. So that uh, discount we've gotten in technology from September from the big sell-off, there's still room for that, for that mean reversion to happen that final week. And we might even get more bang for our buck than the odds are predicting, given that it has been sold off so much. We, we got some um, reprieve on last Thursday and Friday, but I think there's still much more to go, especially with the, the way the stats line up. Well, it's interesting, you know, like looking at SMH, you know, you have to you have to look at SMH and say, well, what what makes it what makes it tick? So the first thing is that it it has it's not equally weighted. So the number one stock in the SMH. And, and historically, if you look back at like leading a lot of rallies and, and other things in the marketplace, it kind of has been one of those indicators. And, and it's had some off years too, but overall it's kind of been an interesting indicator. But number one in it now is Taiwan Semiconductor. Mm -hmm. Now, China's after Taiwan, right? So for a lot of reasons. Um, but but uh, if anything was to happen there, that could impact that could impact uh, SMH. But uh, Taiwan Semiconductors is also, you know, the foundry for producing tons of chips globally. And we're in the middle of a chip crisis that affects, uh, as Goldman said, it affects 169 industries. Wow! Like you can't you can't get up in the morning and do anything in your life without interacting with semiconductors, right? Yeah. And uh, your your new car um, has about 3,500 chips in it. Wow. Right. Um, so you can imagine why you know Ford's 
profits and, you know, I mean, you know, you could see why these industries get affected because, hey, if they have orders, but they can't fulfill those orders because there's no chips and we got a problem. But this affects 169 industries, according to Goldman. Wow. And so um, obviously the one that people think of the most is what's happening with semiconductors. OK, well, like I like uh, in this list right here that's in SMH, you know, mm -hmm. I love I love Texan. Uh, ASML, it's pretty pricey, but I, yeah, that's a good one. NVIDIA, love NVIDIA, and uh, TSM. And again, I'm not an advisor. I'm not recommending these things. I'm just looking at the, the major components, even ADCO, Avco down at Broadcom, you know, Qualcomm, the, Micron, those are all in the SMH. So it's going to be really interesting to see how this ETF performs. And I think mm -hmm. we need to be all over this all of the time. Mm -hmm. Okay. So on the seasonality, what's 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 kind of usual, and so if we see it start to perform better than what's expected seasonally, that might be an indication. We can look at the individual components, maybe the top ten, and see how they're performing within the SMH. Okay, that's good. Well, I mean, I know of the XLK SMH and QQQ SMH is expected to be way bigger relative to the spider those last five days. So I'm going to keep that on my radar yeah, for sure. Well, that's really good. And, and again, you can always go look at the individual stocks to see how well they're set up. You can actually take odds on the individual stocks of mm -hmm. that, of what's in, you know, say the top 10 in the SMH. And that could be a great way to play too. You know, if you don't want total exposure, you could do long and short, or if you want full exposure, maybe a bit of alpha by picking the best ones of the, uh, of the SMH, there you go. Um, so we finished the week with basic materials in the lead. I couldn't believe the volume increase on Alcoa. Have uh -huh. you ever seen anything like that? Why? Like Why for, for a boring basic material thing? I mean, did you see it? It was, uh, it was a massive uh, volume increase the last couple of days in Alcoa. And of uh -huh. course, you know, corresponding movement as well. But basic materials finished the week the strongest. At up 4.37 percent. Do you Real think estate, that moves exhausted, though? I mean, given that that huge volume uh, spike. I mean, it's possible. You know, it pulled back. Uh, I mean, it, it kind of on Friday didn't perform as well, so that might be an indication that it had performed incredibly for the week, but Friday was the softest compared to other things. It was kind of in the middle of the pack, right? If we take the 11 sectors there, it was right in the middle of the pack. Um, utilities performed the worst on Friday, then consumer defensive. So it was kind of a, you know, it was kind of a risk on day with one of the weird things being, you know, how well industrials performed and, um, you know, how well basic materials performed even on Thursday and Friday uh, as well. Um, so for the month, we're still having energy at 14.35%. <laughs> Financials huge. at 3.71. Healthcare minus 4.05. You know I've loved lots of those uh, short opportunities in the healthcare space. Um, and, and for the week, they, are, they were up uh, second to least. So communication services was affected the, the most, uh, was up the least for the week. And that's probably because of the Facebook... Uh, over, hangover, <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. <laughs> the whistleblower hangover for Facebook. Um, so it perf uh, communication services performed uh, the worst. Healthcare next, consumer defensive next, and uh, and so yeah. I mean, this is this is always the tension. 
all of us traders have to have to wrestle with this. Do you want to fade the strongest stuff looking for that pullback? Do you want to sort of sell the strongest and buy the weakest for that rotation on a weekly basis? It can be part of what we do. Mm -hmm. um, or do you want to sort of continue with that? So, so what I do um, is I made a diversified list as diversified as it tended to play out just by going to stock odds and selecting longs and shorts. So I noticed that it is a little bit heavier in some, you know, industries or sectors than others, but it's still what I would call st static in the sense that it was just quantitatively derived and not any discretion in it. Okay. So there's no discretion yet. So going into tomorrow, we can look at pre-market to see if there's any adjustments. So we're in, in earnings season. This is huge. Earnings season's big. And especially this one, because we have an expectation on S&P 500 in general of their earnings being up 27%. But that didn't account for the supply chain disruptions. Mm -hmm. So there could be surprises. Like, hey, yeah, I know we were supposed to make a lot, but here's what actually happened. Um, and so we're in earnings season, so that's going to play into things. And then, um, you know, we've got to see if there's anything that changes between now and tomorrow morning. And and we have had a show like this, and then in the morning, it's been completely different, right? Yep, totally. So so I'll make adjustments tomorrow morning. So the choice is this: if there's anything notable, let's say the U.S. dollar moves huge, okay? That's notable. It'll impact commodity-based things differently. If the uh, TLT moves, representing the 20-year bond, if that moves one way or the other, it's either going to benefit financials or harm financials. You know, it'll benefit utilities or harm utilities. It, 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 it plays out differently. So we'll have to see how that moves. Um, we can make that change in the morning by simply, like if I had long financials and short financials, I could simply say, oh, today's a day that's beneficial for financials, so I'm not going to short any. I'll just buy the ones that are in my list. Mm -hmm. That's the discretion that I'm talking about. Yeah. Okay? But other than that, I, if it's nothing, nothing notable, I'll just run with the diversified list of longs and shorts and sort of mixed industries, mixed, uh, mixed uh, sectors. Business as usual. Yeah. Okay, any thoughts in closing here? No, no, those are good good thoughts. I'm going to keep an eye out for the last five days of the month, especially for next weekend's uh, podcast. Well, I mean, you brought up a very good point about being prepared, looking forward, and also, you know, you're factoring in what has already happened. So, if, for example, even with the overall market, has it gotten ahead of itself from what was expected? Or is it behind? You know, are the sectors like here? We are talking about basic materials having a one-week performance up 4.3 per seven percent. I don't think that October suggested that basic materials would be up that much by the end of the month. So there, there, that could pull back. So this is this is the sort of mean reverting opportunities that ha that happened for us. We might see one of the groups has really outperformed what's you know normal. What's above its seasonal rate and it may actually come back in line with its seasonal rate by the end of the month. So 
look for the discount, look for the premium. When you do, when you do take a side, you are being more exposed to risk, but it can really pay off as well. So anyway, we'll hit the ground running tomorrow and uh, great talking with you. Sounds good. Good luck. Thanks.